Hello and welcome to another edition of the Rockcast, a podcast made by Rockhurst University students for Rockhurst University students and anyone interested in life at Rockhurst. A special edition for you right now with the students out for winter break um, and enjoy some time with their family. We have two speeches from the December commencement that was done on campus for the first time in more than 15 years. Rockers restarted their December commencements last year, uh, but due to that pandemic, it had to be held virtually. So this year, we were able to hold it in the Mason Halpin Fieldhouse, uh, where basketball and volleyball and the like play. Now, the first speaker you're going to hear from is the undergraduate commencement speaker, and that is Berkeley Hayes. Berkeley was a member of the volleyball team, so she'll uh, have a few memories there in the gym where she actually played. And then the second speaker is Nancy Miller. And Nancy is a Master of Education uh, degree recipient, uh, which she got later in the day. So first you'll hear from Berkeley and then Nancy. And then finally, you'll hear from our president, Reverend Thomas Curran, who wraps up the event for all those in attendance. I'm proud to introduce the first of today's student speaker. Berkeley Jane Hayes is our undergraduate student speaker, a candidate for the degree Bachelor of Arts in English. She's also a Texan from Dallas proper, she'll tell you. She was nominated to be today's speaker because Berkeley is a creative and compassionate student leader whose definition of success is founded in genuine compassion and a love of storytelling. As a transfer student, Berkeley quickly acclimated to the Rockhurst community. She excelled both on the volleyball court and in the classroom. As one of this university's first film track English majors, Berkeley pioneered a way of becoming a filmmaker amid a global pandemic. As a director of photography, she operates according to the belief that there is beauty in simplicity. She always finds the best angle into a story or a shot and collaborates in a way that catalyzes the talents of others. Berkeley also seeks out opportunities for herself, pursuing a summer internship through the RU Marketing Office, a fall internship with the local film group, women in film and media, and working as a freelance production assistant for local and national filmmakers. She has an infectious curiosity and an unassuming yet refreshingly frank disposition. Berkeley. Thank you for that introduction. Hi, my name is Berkeley Hayes, and like you, I am panicking that in about 15 minutes, I will no longer be able to say that I'm a college student figuring it out as I go, and will instead have to say that I'm a college graduate. I have to say it is a bit strange to be in this gym for graduation, because for me, it's more than a gym. This is the field house where, as a student athlete, I experienced many highs and lows. On that spot right there, I was cheering for a teammate and jumped backward onto a ball cart and sprained my ankle. In that back corner, I was hit in the face with a volleyball so hard I got a black eye. On every square foot of this court, I've gotten bruises, floor burns, and jam fingers. But I've also made some of my best memories in this court, in this gym. Met some of my best friends here, friends with whom I went all the way to the Final Four National Championship. It was also in here, daydreaming, that I began to imagine what the rest of my life would look like. But, like all of us, that image went cloudy in March of 2020. 
We all remember receiving an email saying that spring break was being extended for two weeks. Sweet. <laughs> However, two weeks became a month, then two months, then an ungodly amount of time to spend exclusively with one's household. We went from falling in love with our future careers in classrooms with friends to fighting the urge to spend entire classes on TikTok. We also continued to grow in our ability to adapt to circumstances outside of our control. We wrote countless apology emails for our spotty Wi-Fi or broken computer cameras. We learned, in short, how to survive. Throughout our time spent at home, we had become more than just students. We were tech support, therapists, and um, tutors. We replaced Einstein study breaks and Arupe study sessions with Zoom meetings and FaceTime calls. We learned to adapt and keep adapting to the uncertainty we faced. And it is in this fact that I find peace when I consider the future. Every one of us has a story of how we survived being a student during the pandemic, personal struggles that maybe no one else saw. But it was in these struggles that we, aimed, we gained the resiliency and tenacity with which we will face whatever the world awaits us when we take off these robes and incredibly uncomfortable high heels. We've developed a skill set, a capacity for adapting and improvising that no other graduating class has acquired, which is something that every single one of us should be extremely proud of. However, this resilience, this ability to succeed no matter what the world or Canvas notifications throws at us, can in part be credited to the faculty who supported us along the way. Our professors went above and beyond what was expected of them. They put our needs in learning first. To name a few in my personal experience, Drs. John Kerrigan, Elizabeth Barnett, Laura Forsberg, Glenn Young, whose positivity shone through even the bleakest Zoom screens, and Jason Arthur, whose dedication to his student success was one of the main reasons I was even able to make it to this graduation. Professors, thank you for continually making your students a priority. We really appreciate it. However, students, thank yourselves for the resilience and dedication that you brought to this gym to this graduation ceremony. You took on roles that no one thought would be necessary, but did so with immense success. Thank you parents and attendants today for your overwhelming support in everything that we do. Thank God for his boundless blessings. Whether you walk out of this room with a concrete plan or will be met with uncertainty, you walk out of here more than a college graduate. Don't settle to be just one thing. One thing is boring. Thank you. Thank you, Berkeley. Allow me to present our graduate student speaker, Nancy Marie Miller, candidate for the Master of Education degree. Nancy has returned to education and committed herself to the teaching profession after much travel, marrying, and becoming the mother of two. Nancy earned a Bachelor of Arts with a major in political science and a minor in theology and religious studies from Rockhurst University in 2019. She now has completed her Master of Education program for Secondary Social Sciences Teacher Certification and has completed her student teaching professional semester at Bishop Miege. Nancy has described the call to teaching as a call to service and a call of hope. During education courses, the faculty have come to know Nancy as a compassionate, thoughtful, value-oriented, and reflective leader. She values social justice. For example, while designing her action research project, she focused on restorative justice practices for discipline in K-12 schools. 
When restorative justice practices are applied in a school setting, the school becomes a community which values all its members' voices and commits to creating a collaborative environment to encourage problem solving and conflict resolution through a restorative process. She also values critical thinking and informed decision making, which she will promote with her future students. In her philosophy of teaching, she writes, I strive to engage students in critical thinking helping them broaden their understanding of the world around them and the implications of historical, social, and political actions. She wants students to be knowledgeable of past and current events and issues to make informed decisions for the future. We believe that Nancy is a graduate who already lives out the Rockhurst mission and will continue to do so. That is, she will continue to engage with the complexities of our world and serve others as a compassionate and thoughtful leader. Nancy? Wow, you guys look great. Congratulations. Uh, good afternoon, graduates, family, faculty, staff, and friends. I feel so blessed to be and honored to be standing here among you. Please take a minute to absorb and feel all the feels today. You've earned it. As you reflect on this accomplishment, please don't forget to be mindful of all of those who have walked with you. When I was asked to deliver this reflection, I was convinced immediately somebody had made a terrible mistake. Looking around this room, I am sure I have increased the age average significantly. Once I confirmed this was not an error, I started to search for a theme or pearls of wisdom to pass along. I had one thought that kept creeping into my mind. I have a good friend whom I met in seventh grade. We have known each other almost twice as long as most of you, my fellow, fellow graduates, have been alive. Something her father, who was a bit of a farmer philosopher, used to say, popped into my mind over and over. He would say, <clears throat> excuse me, there are two types of people in this world. Here I am people who walk into a room and expect others to seek them out and start a conversation. There you are people, walk into a room and seek out others. There you, I'm sorry, for a good part of my life, I admit I have been a here I am person. Sometimes painfully shy, sometimes an awkward turtle, and sometimes just too inhibited to try. My journey to this point in my life has been long and winding. Fortunately, I've been constantly blessed with there you are people who have come into my life and changed its trajectory. There have been countless there you are people who guided goaded, encouraged me to be, to be more and to do more. I am sure we can all call to mind the there you are people in our lives. I am happy to say I feel I've become a there you are person for others, which brings me great joy and has brought a plethora of interesting people into my life. There have been so many people here at Rockhurst who have made the journey to this moment possible. Dr. Amory Decker and Dr. Jean Hebert, who hired me in 2016 for a job I was woefully unqualified for, with the belief I would rise to the challenge. Dr. Glenn Young, who because of his passion, knowledge, and enthusiasm for theology, not only helped me to discover more about my faith, but is the only person who could get me to be anywhere by 8 a.m. three days a week. Craig Watts, who showed me that US, the U.S. Constitution and laws are not, only, are not just on paper, but living through stories and experiences of others. The Education Department, 
led by Dr. Sarah Hicks, with a special shout out to Mary Carey, who is the epitome of love and service. The physical plant crew, Dave, Dave, JR, Keith, Mark, and the rest, who are the bones of this institution. They hold us up and keep us running. The ever patient IT guys, Darnell, Thomas, and the Mikes, who answer all our questions and connect us. Of course, we have been led at Rockhurst by the quintessential there you are person in Father Curran. His steadfast kindness and outreach to others is legendary. One just need meet Father Curran once to feel instantly at ease. Thank you, Father Curran. You may never know the difference you have made and continue to make in the lives of others with your humble, easygoing way. True story. I would like to pivot a bit and challenge all of us to apply the there you are philosophy to other aspects in our lives as we move forward. I believe you can practice this in continuing your quest for knowledge, maturity, spiritual growth, community involvement, and as you progress professionally. Don't wait for these things to come to you. Seek them out, expand your vision, and get out of your comfort zone. There is a grace in making mistakes, and we learn so much more from them than we do our successes. I am now going to ask for a bit of patience as I close for some personal business. I would like to thank my brother, who was the first to tell me not only that I could go to college, but that I should. I also thank my mom and my sister for being models of strength, resilience, and grace all my life. My husband, who's the fixer of all things, my son-in-law who brought joy and unconditional love and support to our family. This is the hard one. My daughters, smart, funny, fierce, beautiful souls whose belief in equity, empathy, compassion, goodness, and love make this world a better place and are a constant source of amazement to me. Congratulations, and remember no matter what journey you choose, what road you take, or where life leads you, there you are. Thank you and God bless you all. In recognition of your new status as graduates, alumni, alumnae of Rockhurst University, you may now move your tassel from the right to the left. In the iconic movie from more than 50 years ago, The Graduate, Ben Braddock, as he celebrated the completion of his degree and contemplated the future of his life, was told to focus upon one word, plastics. 
The word epitomized what was false, lifeless, and synthetic, literally and figuratively. Permit me to offer an alternate word today. It is gratitude. Cicero stated that gratitude is not only the greatest of all virtues, it's the parent of all others. St. Ignatius Loyola wanted gratitude considered daily through what he called the examine. He introduced this practice in what we refer to as the spiritual exercises. It's a simple but profound activity. Ignatius recommends using the practice at least twice a day, but acknowledges its usefulness if only exercised just once. As products of Jesuit education, I invite you to begin or continue practicing the examine, which is rooted in gratitude. This virtue is more than just saying thank you. Being thankful is expressed with words from our lips. Gratitude comes from our hearts. It has much deeper roots than an expression of thanks. Gratitude consists in recalling each and every day where we have experienced the presence of God. It is always possible because no day will pass where you will not experience God transcendent, the Holy One, even in the darkest of days, and yes, even in those experiences of desolation. If we are intentional and deliberate about pausing each day for just a moment, we can discover that gratitude, where I felt the presence of God today. Recall it, embrace it, and make a resolution to plant it in the holy ground that lies before you. For gratitude will be the seed that will generate the fruits and produce of your lives, including learning of things, people, and places prompted by your lifelong curiosity, leading in places where you need to demonstrate it, courage about the circumstances of life where it will be required of you, compassion with others on the margins in need of your accompaniment, action for change so you might address an injustice and pursuit of a common good and public virtue in which you include the least, the forgotten, the unwanted, and the unloved. Ben Braddock, the graduate, was told to think about plastics. I invite you to practice gratitude. Congratulations. We thank you so much for listening to this special edition of the Rockcast. Be sure to like and subscribe on any of the regular channels that you could find podcasts on. We're on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We hope you and yours have a great new year and best of luck to you. And we'll be back with regular episodes coming soon. Take care.